Hello and welcome. The Setting Apart podcast is a pit stop where you can get nourished, encouraged, and refreshed whenever you need a break. I am your host, IP, and every episode I get to share my stories, my outlook, my reflections on all things inspired through the lens of faith. So grab yourself a coffee, sit back, relax, and chill. Dear friends and SAP family, welcome back and Merry Christmas. Now, in case some of you may be wondering, are we still in Christmas? Absolutely. For Catholics, we know how to party, man. (laughs) Seriously, the whole season of Christmas begins on Christmas Day. And then we have the octave of Christmas, the epiphany of the Lord, right through to just before um, the baptism of our Lord. And that's when Jesus officially begins his public ministry right after his baptism. So the entire Christmas season is not just the 12 days, but much more than that. In this episode, I wish to share a couple of things with you. One, I would like to introduce a new structure for the podcast in the new season, season two of the Setting Apart podcast and the rationale behind it. Two, I would like to share with you how you might get the most out of my podcast. Uh, Show notes, as always, can be found on my website at www.settingapart.com. Setting apart is one word in the URL. Now, before I get going, I'm very excited to share a heartwarming conversion story from one of our listeners during the season one break. Now, this is a follow-up testimony from Cynthia of Perth, Australia. Now, as a reminder, I shared Cynthia's first testimony in season one. To provide a little bit of a context here, when I started a podcast in season one, Angela, a fellow parishioner of mine from St. Burns in Singapore, was very generous in sharing my podcast to her friends from all over the world. Now get this, Angela listens to the podcast from Spotify, which is great, but her friends, however, are not on Spotify. So what does Angela do? She downloads my episodes from Spotify, recording it to her phone, and sends the recordings to her friends the world over, including Cynthia and company in Australia. What an angel this Angela is, right? But wait, there is more. This is when the power of the Holy Spirit is starting to unfold. Cynthia shared that her husband, Maurice, a non-believer, started to show an interest in my podcast where I get to share my personal testimonials and reflections based on scripture readings. In fact, Cynthia shared that she noticed Maurice started saying prayers before mealtime and even praying before going to bed. And that went on as season one was unfolding. During the season one break, I received a message from Cynthia through Angela. And it goes something like this. And I read, 20 years on, after fruitless heartbreak attempts, Maurice just gave me the best love of my life when he said, Honey, I've decided to follow Jesus. No words can describe my joy except that, God, you are awesome. 
why did Angie send us the recording to listen to IP for our weekly sharing? What prompted you to bring Brother Ian into our circle? My in-laws were puzzled about Maurice's change. For example, saying grace before meals, holding on to the rosary that you sent, and even saying a prayer before bedtime, etc. Our 21st anniversary will be Maurice's baptism. Please do share this great and awesome news with Ian. It took me 20 years, but Ian did it in three sessions of his sharing. Lord, my heartfelt thanks for our dearest brother Ian, your instrument, who has made Maurice's family complete in the Catholic faith. All glory is to God, for our sister Angie, for reaching out to our friends down under to turn to God prayerfully. Let us all continue to remain in this prayer group and bring more souls to God. Thank you, Lord. End of reading. Amen. Amen. What a lovely testimony from Dow Under. How cool is that? In my mind, you know, this goes to show that Jesus is most certainly omniscient. He knows everything. He is omnipotent. There is nothing he cannot do. And he is omnipresent. He is present everywhere and anywhere. And he works in ways we do not comprehend. Praise the Lord. Sure, I started the Setting Apart podcast on an inspiration. Absolutely. But you know what? You never know if anyone other than myself and maybe perhaps my wife might be listening to it. You know, and when you're in uncharted territory, you never know how that's going to turn out. People either dig what you're sharing or they don't, right? I mean, I remember um, discerning way back when, asking myself, Am I doing God's will, or is this just one of my many crazy ideas? I mean, I do not have a crystal ball, right? And neither do I, you know, get any visions from above. You know, I did not get any memos uh, from anybody. It was just a nudge that I felt, and I went with it. Despite that the podcasting gig uh, was really a steep learning curve for me, and it still is. Was I thinking that I could be an instrument in touching and inspiring people to turn to God? Sure. I mean, those were my underlying lofty motivation, for sure. But in practice, I was just trying to drop the episodes on time every other Thursday. That was my main focus, to be honest. So really, I mean, um, you know, this beautiful story reminds me of Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 to 9. And, and those verses really come to mind for me. And it reads, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways, declares Yahweh. For the heavens are as high above earth, as my ways are above your ways, my thoughts above your thoughts. What I learned from this is that God has a plan for all of us in His good works. It's yet another reminder for me to have faith and surrender myself completely to Him. To just do our part and let God be God. I mean, if we are doing the will of God, it will be done. Do we have the faith to surrender ourselves fully to Jesus Christ, our Lord? When was the last time you did that? 
And how can we acquire the faith in Christ? Something for us to think about. So thank you, Cynthia, for the wonderful sharing. It is a timely validation for me as well to be his instrument, to be part of his plan through the life-giving hands of Angela to share the little-known podcast with her friends the world over. In Cynthia's prayer group, there are four people, including her husband, saying yes to Jesus to be baptized. Whatever you guys are doing down under, keep doing what you're doing. You are doing great. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, I am truly humble that the Setting Apart podcast can play a small role in triggering Maurice's interest. But you know what? He must be willing and open to the Holy Spirit working in him in the first place. So I think Maurice played a major role in opening up his heart, making room for the Holy Spirit. See, if we do not cooperate with the Holy Spirit, nothing's going to happen, right? That is our free will. Remember the Christmas narrative on the nativity of the Lord? I want to draw your attention to how Jesus was given birth in a manger. I mean, he is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Yet, the entire town of Bethlehem does not have room for the Holy Family on the night Jesus was born. And so today, are we making room for Jesus in our heart? Are we surrendering ourselves to His sovereignty in order for Him to reign in our midst? As it is written, Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. He must increase and we must decrease. In my opinion, the key enabler in Maurice's conversion is Cynthia. Her prayer of 20 years or so, 20 years of unseasonally praying, did not go unanswered. Her faith did not go unnoticed. All good things happen in good time. Not our time, mind you, but in God's time. So all praise and glory is to our Lord, God Almighty, living and reigning now and forever. Amen. Jesus works in mysterious ways. From the nudging to start my faith podcast, to Angela sending recordings of the podcast to her friends, in particular to Cynthia in Perth, Australia, and to Maurice becoming receptive to my testimony, my proclamation of the Word of God, and then opening up and cooperating with the Holy Spirit, all these seemingly random and unrelated events turn out to be all part of His majestic plan. This is the perfect example of how the Holy Spirit works. Even though we cannot see it, we can witness the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow, what a powerful testimony from Cynthia of Perth, Australia. Now, coming back to our podcast in Season 2, the main focus of the podcast remains unchanged. That is, we want to be the source of Christian inspiration and encouragement to all in the midst of our struggle while walking with Jesus through the lens of faith. So why should you tune into the podcast? Well, you need to figure that one out for yourself. 
As for me, I'm happy to share my main why for creating a podcast. One, I was inspired by the testimonies from ordinary people just like you and I. Personally, my faith was rekindled, renewed, and reinvigorated upon hearing the testimonies of others. Like me, they struggled. Yet, inspired by their own personal encounters with Jesus Christ, they remain steadfast in walking with Him. I hope my sharing too could inspire those who hear. Those who have ears, let them hear. Second, how often do we listen to God when He speaks to us? You know, on average, we speak to God a lot more than we listen to Him, right? As a lector, I have the privilege of proclaiming the Word of God at my parish. With the podcast, I get the opportunity to proclaim God's Word beyond the boundaries of my parish church in hopes of more of us get to listen to God speaking to us. Third, when I got the nudge to create the podcast, I just went with it. For those of you who might be interested in what was the nudge that got me going, feel free to check out the introduction episode of Season 1. In Season 1, whereas I randomly pick whatever Bible verses that inspire me during the week, in this season, Season 2, I wish to give it a tad of structure. I am planning to cover the seven deuterocanonical books starting from Season 2. Now, I won't be covering the entire seven books in one season, but probably one to two books in a season, depending on how long or short the books are. For season two, the plan is to cover the book of Tobit for the entire season. I will be reading every chapter of the book in every episode or so, depending on the length of the chapters. And from there, I will highlight the verse or verses of scripture in the chapter that resonate well with me and then share my reflection based on the Holy Scripture with you. As always, I will be using Lecture Divina Prayer for my reflection. This way, you will know exactly what I'll be covering on every episode. So therefore, you may read up on the chapter and do your own reflection beforehand. And this will be great, really, for personal, devotional, uh, or group discussion, or group sharing sessions amongst yourself. Alternatively, um, you could just tune in and just listen to the Word of God and see what He might be saying to you. At the end of the book of Tobit, I would be collating all the readings from every episode and merge them into one recording on the entire book of Tobit in an audiobook format. So by the time I'm done covering the entire seven deuterocanonical books, I would have seven books of Bible recorded for your listening pleasure down the road. Okay, so, so that's the plan. That's the vision. And let's see how it goes. If you have any questions or feedback, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me again from my podcast website, www.settingapart.com. Setting apart again is one word in the URL. Now, why did I pick the seven deuterocanonical books? Well, they are all included in all the Bibles from the early church history until the 16th century. 
when the Protestant reformers omitted the Old Testament texts that were not included uh, by rabbis in the Jewish Bible, largely due to doctrinal reasons. The deuterocanonical books, however, were included in the Septuagint, which is the Greek edition of the Old Testament, which the apostles used to evangelize the world. The seven books are Tobit, one, Judith, two, first and second Maccabees, so that's four, Wisdom, five, Sirach, or Ecclesiasticus, that's number six, and the prophet Baruch, so that's seven, plus portion of Esther and Daniel. So for our purpose, our focus is on the seven books and this missing portion of Esther and Daniel, they will be covered in their entirety when we get to them in due course. So as a result, the Catholic Bible is a thicker book, right? It has 73 books, seven more books than the 66 books included in the Protestant Bible. So that's the short of it, okay? Cool. Now, why did I pick to cover these books? First, the main reason for choosing to cover the seven deuterocanonical books is that I'm not familiar with them. As such, I wanted to take this opportunity to get to know them a little better. Second, I hope to share them with both Catholic and non-Catholic listeners alike for Catholics like me to know the Catholic Bible better and for non-Catholic listeners to share what it means when Catholics say we have the fullness of truth in our Bible. These seven books provide insights to the foundation for some of our Catholic theology. For example, on the teaching of purgatory, where is it in the Bible? Well, it's in there, in the Catholic Bible, which includes the seven deuterocanonical books. So I invite our Protestant brothers and sisters to have an open mind when checking them out. And I invite our Catholic brethren to gain a better appreciation on the richness of the Catholic Bible. Last, the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls has sparked my interest and curiosity dating back to between the 3rd century BC and 1st century AD the Dead Sea Scrolls are ancient Jewish and Hebrew religious manuscripts first found in 1947 at the Qumran caves on the northern shore of the Dead Sea the Dead Sea Scrolls include some of the oldest surviving manuscripts of entire books included in the biblical canons along with the deuterocanonical and extra biblical manuscripts which preserve evidence that the protocanonical along with the deuterocanonical were written in ancient Jewish and Hebrew which were then translated into Greek into the Septuagint Bible. Now just as a side note, proto-canonical just simply means that canon was established first or canonicity was established first. And deuterocanonical means the second canon or where canonicity was established later. Okay, so in a nutshell, the Dead Sea Scrolls provide evidence that the deuterocanonical books were indeed part of the Old Testament written in Jewish and Hebrew used in early churches. Now, how do you get the most out of the podcast? Well, I think it is truly a gift just to be able to listen to the Word of God. 
but to really listen and even have a conversation with Christ himself, there are some things that we can do. Let me share some of them with you. First, reading along with the Bible while listening to the podcast. I would read along with the Bible while the scripture is proclaimed on the podcast. For me, reading along makes me hear the words better. Otherwise, it's so easy to forget the word of God you just heard. Second, write down the verses. Pick out the verses that resonate well with you and write them down. They may be different from mine, and that's okay. I will write it down or copy and paste it to Notes. Notes is an app on my iPhone. So writing down the verses helps me to reflect and meditate on them. In so doing, it helps me to remember and familiarize with the verses I picked. And I can come back and refer to them as and when the need arises. For example, during Advent, we would pair up with a Advent buddy to lift up their prayers and intentional for them. So from the collection of verses I compiled, I was able to pick out a few of them to lift them up for my Advent buddy throughout the period. So that was really cool. And if you are like me, if it's out of my sight, it is usually out of my mind. So by writing them down and grow your list of verses as you become familiar with more. Third, I will reflect and meditate on them at your own time and pace. When you reflect, ask, what are the verses saying to you? Focus on how they make you feel. This is where you slowly chew on the words and savor the different texture and tastes on your palate. We all have different life experiences, so what we hear will invoke different emotion in us. And as you reflect and meditate, focus on how they make you feel and how they apply to you today. Make it personal. And then last but not least, lift your prayer up to Christ and contemplate in His presence. So these are some of the things I do. Now, my podcast is dropped once every two weeks, so you have lots of time to do this, right? The key is to make the time to do so. To be able to hear the Word of God is truly, truly a gift. Please do not let it go to waste. Take your time to listen, not just with your ears, but with your heart. How do they make you feel? To surrender ourselves to Christ, we need to have faith. To acquire faith, we must get to know Christ and have a personal encounter or personal relationship with Him. To have any personal encounter or relationship with anyone, we need to spend the time to get to know them. I invite you to pick up the Bible and get to know Jesus today. Listen to what he's got to say. Thank you for listening to the Setting Apart podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and get notified so you won't miss any new episodes. And please feel free to give me your ratings and reviews so that others may get to listen as well. Thank you and God bless.